Welcome back to Two Pills in a Pod. My name is Candice. My name is Jessica. And today we are going to be talking about mortgages. So before we start the episode, we just want to disclaim that we're not mortgage expert. We're not financial experts. We just want to share our experience and our house buying process. Yes, that's it. And I guess we'll just dive right in. Um, so between the two of us, Jessica is obviously the one with more of an experience with getting a mortgage and the process with getting a mortgage. So do you want to start by telling us where did you start with looking for a mortgage? Um, did you have anyone to help you with the process? Yep, so I guess I'll start with the definition of mortgage because when I first started to look for mortgage, I didn't even know what it means. So a mortgage is a loan that taken out to buy a property. I got my mortgage from the mortgage broker who is introduced by my um, developer. It sounds complicated, but once you um, get someone to, someone professional to help you with this process, it's actually quite easy and straightforward. When you get a mortgage, the lenders will want to see the proof of your income and other expenditures and if you have any debts. But for now, I don't think we will have any debts unless you have like student loans to pay off. They might ask you um, about your household bills, child maintenance if you have one, <laughs> and personal expenses. They will also want you to prove that you can keep up with your repayments even if interest rates rise. And that will depend on what sort of mortgage product that you get. So what type of mortgage did you end up getting then? So I got a two-year fixed rate mortgage because I thought that I wouldn't be here for long. And I thought if it's a two-year fixed rate, it would be more flexible for me if I want to change um, if I want to remortgage to another mortgage product, um, it would be more flexible for me. So that's what I have got. There's different types of um, mortgage products that you can get. There's like fixed rate, variable rates, which we'll talk about that later. So what were the different ones that you had to pick with? So there were like a two years. So what other choices were there? So the fixed rate mortgage has an interest rate that stays the same for an agreed period of time. So for example, if I get a two year fixed rate, um, my interest rate will stay the same for the two year period of time. But once it comes to an end, the interest rate will become uh, standard variable rates, which will depend on the bank, um, the interest rates of the bank. I think it will give you a chance. Once your mortgage um, comes to an end, you can have a word with your mortgage advisor again and get remortgaged. So fixed rate mortgage is generally between two and five years. Monthly mortgage repayment will stay the same throughout the fixed term. I think the advantages of the fixed rate for me, I think it's simple and um, the repayment will always be the same. So you know how, how much money will be going out each month. But for variable rate, um depends on the economy or um, Bank of England. The, yes. yes, the variable rate depends on the rate of Bank of England. Okay, yeah. so when you say that after the, your two years fixed rate is up, you can remortgage your house, does that mean that you have to keep doing it every two years? No, so so for now I'm getting a two year fixed rate, but um, when it comes to an end, I might change it to variable interest rate. I, I'm not sure about that yet, but it really depends on what mortgage product you, be, you want to get. So how did you apply for your mortgage? Did you apply directly with the bank or did you 
go through somebody else to apply for it? Yes, you can apply a mortgage. Um, you can apply for a mortgage directly from your bank or a building society, and choosing from their product range. But I think it's going to be tough for first-time buyer to do so because you have no clue about the differences between the product range, and there's also too many to choose from. So for myself, I um, like I said, I use a mortgage broker to compare different mortgages on the market. Um, when I walked into real estate agencies, they have like mortgage or financial advisor on site who can help you with all the questions that you have. But some of them charge when you contact them, so just don't be afraid to ask them what the charges are. The mortgage broker that I used was free of charge because the, she was introduced by my developer and she gets commission from the bank that I use. So, what was your house buying process like then? Because do you start by looking a house first, or do you start by looking for a mortgage first? So yes, I started by looking for the houses I want first. Um, because at first I had no clue what my budget was and what are the prices uh, of the houses are, and I had no clue about the property market. So yes, I went to real estate. Agents and、um, look for the houses available first. There's a lot of homework that you need to do before getting a property. So, first of all, what's your budget and what the property you want to buy? What what are the properties that you're looking for, and how much you want to borrow and for how long? So, what sort of mortgage that you want, and also you need to compare different types of interest rate、um, you want to borrow at. So, yes, there's a lot of homework that you need to do, and it's. Can be very stressful. You mentioned that you were a first-time buyer. Is that right?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any other? Is there any difference for a first-time buyer compared to somebody who's already owned a property before? Was there any special perks that you got? Yeah.、Or? So for the UK, they、um, they do help to buy Skim and help to buy ISA. So the、uh, help to buy ISA is closed now to new accounts、um, back in thirtieth of November twenty nineteen. So、um, if you、uh, if you have already opened a help to buy ISA, if you're well planned ahead, then you will be able to continue saving up into your account until November twenty twenty nine. But if you don't have a help to buy ISA and you're looking for one now, you can use lifetime ISA. And what does that do? If you have a help to buy ISA, you can you can save your money into this account.、Um, you can open an account with your bank, and the government will boost your savings by twenty five percent. So, for example, every two hundred pound that you save, you receive a bonus of fifty pound. So, and maximum government bonus that you can receive is three thousand pound, which is a good thing because it's like free money from the government. Yeah. So, what is the? Is there any maximum monthly savings that you can put in, or is it? Other- It's up to two hundred pound that you can save a month, and then you can receive up to three thousand bonus in total, which is 12, so yeah, you'll be、pounds. able to save up to November to twenty twenty nine. Okay.、Um, so and lifetime ISA works the same. So how to buy ISA is only restricted to house buying, but lifetime ISA you can either. Um, contribute the money to your first time buying, or you can take out the money when you retire. Where would you suggest somebody who's looking to buy a house? Where would you suggest them to start? So, if you're looking for、um, the help to buy scheme that the government provides, you can go to helptobuy.gov.uk.、Um, that's the government website that will gives you all the details that you need、um, regarding the help to buy scheme. Well, for myself,、um, I've used a lot of websites. I've Googled a lot, and there's 
websites available online such as Money Saving Expert, Money Advisor Services, Money Supermarket, which they provide like all the information that you need、um, regarding the house buying details and. So you can use some of the Verizon websites to work out the repayment and interest amount. So it's called a mortgage payments calculator. I think comparison websites are a good starting point for anyone trying to find a mortgage tailored to their needs.、Um, yeah, yeah. And you can take your time to think thoroughly. So before you approach a mortgage advisor, you can just look up on the comparison websites. Yeah, I think it's important not to be. Not to get into this rashly as well, because when I was looking for houses, and I was booking viewings, some of the property agents actually asked me if I already have some, you know, if I already ha- spoken to a bank, and if I had any decision in principle in place before looking for houses. I think it's important as well to find out how much you can afford in terms of your salary. Um, mm. What kind? What what kind of price range you're looking for? Because、mm-hmm. there's no point looking at a house that is five hundred thousand pounds, where you're making twenty twenty thousand pounds a year. It's just not realistic. So yeah, I think even if you just be realistic about the house buying process and look at your financial situation, speak to、yeah. somebody that is. That do this on a daily basis, basically. So speak to an expert about it. Like Jessica spoke to a financial broker, so that you are not wasting anyone's time and you can find your dream home as quickly as possible. Yeah.、And、because, like you said, mortgage is so complicated. There's so many terms that are foreign to us that we don't know about. So definitely do your research, and you can kind of figure out. What kind you can kind of figure out what types of mortgage that you want, what kind of repayments that you can do every month. I think in general, um, banks will loan you up to four point seven five the amount of your income. So say you'll get so say you make five thousand pounds a year, they will loan you up to maybe twenty four thousand pounds a year. And obviously, if there's a joint application, if you and your partner or you and your friend are Buying the house together, that will double your income. That would mean that you have more deposit and you have more. That would mean you can afford a bigger house or a more expensive house. So just bear that in mind as well.、Um, and the, your deposit will affect the mortgage product that you are getting as well.、Um, the more deposit that you put in,、um, the lower interest rate you could、um, it could be. So you just need to do some research into the type of products and features of the mortgage type、um, before making a purchase. Or、um, and also you need to look out for the exit fees and the product fees because some mortgage products do charge for a product fee, and that will、um, affect the total amount of Money that you are borrowing from the lender. So, what do you mean by exit fee? So, exit fee would be a fee that you would need to pay if you decided to make a full payment of your mortgage early. So,、oh, say、okay. you say, well, it's not going to be possible for me, but like if you can afford. <laughs> so, say if you win, win a lottery. A- Lottery, yes. If you win a lottery and like you want to pay off all your mortgage um early, so say um you're meant to pay off like after thirty years, but you can pay it right now. Um, you need to pay for exit fee of like, say um mine would be around two thousand pound, I think. So oh wow, 
That's yeah, so that 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 would be an exit fee for a mortgage product. So some okay. it depends on the size of mortgage that you have um that you have got as well. I guess yeah, if you're looking at it, mortgage is kind of like a contract, isn't it? So if you're looking mm-hmm. to get out of the contract quicker than your agreed time, then obviously there will be a penalty to it as well. Mm-hmm. And I think we were talking off air just now a little bit as well about the new five percent down payment that the government is launching. So I think it's called like a government guarantee scheme. If I'm not wrong, don't quote me on that. But it's just to help. Uh, people not just first-time buyer anyone who is struggling to get on the property ladder to get on the property ladder if they have five percent of the down payment and i'm not sure if that's a good thing or it's not a good thing because when you are putting down five percent of the total value of your house um it means that you're left with a lot of leftover amount to pay for and those are the amounts that you're paying interest on, isn't it? So do you think it's better to go for the 5% down payment or do you think it's better to save some more or buy a smaller house and put down more deposit? It really it really depends on your own um, financial situation, I think. For me, myself, I used the um, help to buy scheme. So I put down a bit more than 5% um, deposit and I also used the help to buy equity loan. So there is a few criteria that you need to met in order to get the help to buy equity loan. So your house, your, the home that you're buying needs to be a new build. The purchase price of up to 600000 in England and and you can't sublet or rent out after you buy it unless you pay you repay the equity loan in full. Oh, um, okay. Is this you, scheme, is this scheme still available or have Yes, it, it is still available. So it's a help to buy equity loan scheme. So you would need so for this equity loan scheme you would need a 5% deposit which is ideal for first time house buyer and the government will lend you up to 20% and you will need a mortgage of up to 75% for the rest or up to 55% in London. So London, you get a more generous loan from the government. But if I'm not wrong, is it not that like after the five years or something, you have to you pay will back? pay yeah. with interest, yes. Yes. Yes, so for the first five years that you, 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 use, um, you use the equity loan, it will be interest-free. But after five years of using the equity loan, it will be, you will charge for, an, for, for the interest. So yes, in the sixth year, you'll be charged a fee of 1.75% of the loan's value. And the fee then increases every year according to the retail prices index, plus one percent. Um, it's it it sounds complicated, but it's all on the um government website that you can look up to. And this equity loan it only applies to the help to buy builder that is registered with this scheme. So um, not every new build house builder will have this scheme. So you need to look out for that. So so when you're saying that after the five years, you have to pay back the government at 1.75%, mm-hmm. is that the 20% that you borrowed five years ago? Or is that the 20% of the amount of property that is today? So it depends on the market price of the house instead of the purchase price of um, yeah. the house that you've got. Yes. So if say you you borrow say if you borrow twenty percent, which is say thirty grand, and then today, five years later your property has appreciated, and now the twenty percent of your property value say it's fifty grand. So it, does that mean you have to be paying back fifty grand instead of thirty grand? 
That is right. Yeah. So the amount you、okay. pay back depends on the market value of the house. So you need to get surveyor to come to、um, value your house. And over how long? So you can you must pay back the loan after twenty five years, or when you sell your home, whichever comes first. Okay, so essentially that means that you're just paying two mortgages then. Yes,、okay. but so for one it's interest free and yes,、yeah, smaller amount, but the other one is like a seventy five percent that you need to pay back. Okay, so do you think it's a good idea to do the equity scheme, or do you think it's better to just save up more deposit and? Wait, because I understand that it's not necessarily possible, especially in the likes of London or Cambridge, where properties、mm-hmm. are always increasing and it's always more. Ex- it always gets more and more expensive every year.、Mm, I would say again, it would depends on your financial situation. And for myself, I think it's ideal for me to have this equity loan. I was quite desperate to get my own place, and I wouldn't be able to afford with my own salary. No bank will lend me the money, so this equity loan is ideal for first time buyer like me. And also, I managed to get the house price within the、um, to meet the eligibility of the getting the help to buy equity loan. So if your if your house is worth more than six hundred thousand, you won't be able to.、Um, Meet the criteria of this equity loan. Yeah, so I think it's ideal for me, but everyone's different. So I suppose if you can afford a house that is six hundred thousand pounds, you don't really need、You're、the government's <laughs> help, do you? <laughs> Very true. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So here I have a list of kind of like you know mortgage lingo that I hope you can explain it to me because this all just sounds so foreign. <laughs> I will try. I'm、okay. not expert, but I will try. Okay, let's. I think you slightly touch on the fixed rate mortgage and the variable term mortgage. So, if correct me if I'm wrong, but fixed rate means that you pay the same interest rate for the amount of time that you agreed upon. So, which is in、mm-hmm. your case two years, and、mm-hmm. variable rate is just depends on the rate of the Bank of England. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, what about what is what is loan to value ratio? What does that mean? Um, it is the ratio between the value of the loan you take out and the value of the property as a whole. So, as a general rule, um, to make it simple, it so the higher the loan to value ratio is, the higher the risk on the part of the lender, and therefore the higher the interest rate. So, you, ideally, you would want to have low loan to value mortgages that comes with low interest rates. But that also means that you need to put in higher deposit, and、okay. your credit history will affect your loan to value ratio, and consequently the money that you can borrow from the bank. But this,、um, the mortgage broker will work out the loan to value ratio for you, depending、okay. on your salary and also depending on your、um, deposit that you can put in. So does that mean that if you were to purchase a house that is two hundred thousand pounds and you have twenty thousand pounds, that means you have ten percent deposit, and that would make、mm-hmm. the loan to value ratio ninety percent. Ninety percent. Okay. Yes, that's so, right. Yeah. So if you put five percent, that would make it ninety five percent, which means that the ratio is higher. So it's higher risk for the lender. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it makes sense because the higher risk it is for the bank, obviously they would want to charge more interest because、mm-hmm. they are gambling more on you, isn't it?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So next one would be, I guess, agreement in principle or decision in principle. What does that entail? 
So agreement in principle is the same as decision in principle. Um, it is a written estimate from a bank that gives you an indication of how much money you can borrow. So having an agreement in principle will give you credibility with estate agents to show that you are serious about buying the house that you're looking for. It is free and lenders can normally issue them within a few minutes. So is it like an affordability check where the bank tells you how much they're willing to lend to you? It, that's right, yeah, but in paper, in black and white, um, and that's something that you can show to um, the estate agents. I guess it makes sense because if, you, if say, your bank is willing to lend you £200,000 and you have £50,000 lying around, that would mean that you are looking at a house that is around £250,000 and that would just narrow down your budget. So how does the, do you know how the bank decides how much amount of money they are willing to lend to you? So they will ask you for um, your information, such as your personal details, your address for the past three years to make sure that you're legit um, in this country, um, your income and expenditure, and also they will look at your credit score as well. When you're trying to apply for this agreement in principle, you don't really need supporting documents, but you will need this when you make a full mortgage application. You also need to bear in mind that you need to ask your lender if they are running a hard credit check or soft credit check because a hard credit check will leave a footprint on your credit record. But normally, um, for myself, when I apply for this agreement in principle, it would be just a soft check. Okay, so does that mean that your credit score plays an important role in securing a mortgage as well? That's right. So you need to make sure if you have a credit card, you need to make sure that you pay your bills on time. That's how they look at um, your affordability and also if you are able to make the payment in time. Makes sense because they want to know whether you will be able to keep up with repayments or not. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what will happen in the event that, say, touch wood, you lose your job and you can't keep up repayments? What would happen? Your house will be repossessed by the bank, unfortunately. And well, that, that means you'll be homeless. I think, yes, if you can't keep up with the repayment, unfortunately, yes, your your house will be repossessed. I guess your yeah, your house definitely will be repossessed and you will have to find another accommodation and i think your your deposit and like the money that you've paid into it it's all belongs to the bank go down to drain yep yeah so um you're living in sorry so you're living in a studio mm-hmm. is that right that's right. You, is, is there any other fees that you have to pay on top of your mortgage and on top of your utilities is there any other fees that you're liable for Yep, it's for a studio, it's like an apartment, it would be a leasehold. So yes, I would need to pay for a ground rent, which is the payment for an area of land and you're paying it to the landlord. So essentially whoever that owns the land. And also you need to pay a service charge as well, which each household on the development pay each year for the upkeep of an area of or services, including the cleaning and lighting of the communal hallways gardening in the external areas, parking or visitor parking, facilities for the residents. So for example, if, you, if you're li- living in a block of apartments that has a um, gym or lift, so you need to pay for that as well um, as part of the service charge. And mine has a bike storage, so I need to pay for that as well. 
Okay, so it's kind of like your maintenance fee then. That would be the maintenance fee, and this will be different from um freeholder who owns the land. For the freeholder, you don't have to pay for ground rent and service charge. So for leasehold, which usually applies for apartments and studio, you have to pay ground rent because you're mm-hmm. technically renting a part of an area of a land from a landlord. Mm-hmm. Whereas a freehold usually applies to a landed house, and mm-hmm. you essentially own the land, so you don't have mm-hmm. to pay rent. To anyone because Mm -hmm. that's your land. Okay, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Any top tips with mortgages? Any hiccups that you gone through? I think getting a mortgage might seem tough, and it's been made even harder by the COVID pandemic. I believe if there's a way, there's a way. If you really want to get your own place, you will make your way. Um, I think my top tip for getting my mortgage is to use a mortgage broker instead of doing it by yourself or by yourself. My developer introduced me to the mortgage broker and she's brilliant as um because I didn't know anything about mortgage as a first-time buyer. So she came up with a table that compares the interest rates and different product fees for different banks and building societies. That makes it really clear and um that makes it easier for me to make a decision. So yeah, for that's that's my top tip of getting a mortgage is there any difficulties especially with holding a tier 2 visa instead of being a resident in the uk is there any difference and is there any particular setbacks that you got yes um if because we i'm not a permanent resident here i'm not a citizen in the uk some banks won't lend the money to a tier 2 visa holder so you need to watch out for that as well i think for you you have experienced um some challenges with getting a mortgage while being on a tier 2 visa isn't it yes so i was looking for a house as well about two years ago and we went to different banks to get affordability checks and compare interest rates instead of using a mortgage broker which looking back now i think we should have done because it would have Mm -hmm. saved us a lot of hassle Mm -hmm. um so we found that hsbc was the bank that offered the most competitive rate I think it was 1.74 at that time, if I'm not wrong. And we, so we decided to put a reservation fee down for a new built property. And when it came to the time that we needed to apply for the mortgage, we were speaking to a mortgage advisor from the bank. And my boyfriend was actually the one who was arranging the whole application process. And he did mention that I'm I was currently on a tier 2 visa and I had over a year until the expiry date and he told me no no problem that's fine that's fine no problem and so we handed in our documents that they asked for for the underwriter to look at and then a few days later I got a phone call from my boyfriend saying that our mortgage was declined and I was so shocked I was like Mm -hmm. what and it turned out um, it was declined because I was on a tier 2 visa and the only condition that they would accept a tier 2 visa application was that if you put 25% down as your deposit and mm-hmm. none of it can be gift from parents so it has That's to be your insane. own money yeah, yeah exactly and it would have saved us a lot of time and a lot of credit score checks before if they would have told us that before we mm-hmm. applied for it and mm-hmm. and but the mortgage advisor that we got had no clue he did not know that this was a thing um so at that time we were only looking to put down 10 percent mm-hmm. and obviously 
because we did not meet the criteria, it got rejected. It doesn't matter that my boyfriend is a British national because mm-hmm. I was a tier two visa holder. I was seen mm-hmm. as a liability. So then I found out from other people that other banks were willing to lend to tier two visa holders with only 10% deposit, but you need to pay a higher interest rate. And mm-hmm. it was just a big learning curve for us to um, to research more about mortgages and to research more about things before we mm-hmm. dive into it basically so it was definitely a lesson learned and even until today i'm still a little bit traumatized when it comes to mortgage because that was not a good experience and like you said because we had we actually applied for the mortgage so they did a hard check on our credit scores and it yeah. did leave a footprint on our credit score i think mm-hmm. we lost like I think we lost like 50 points from our credit scores from that. Yeah, from that. And it's it's not easy building your credit score and it's just to be taken out like that with something that could have easily been avoided if the person knew what he was doing with, you know, Mm -hmm. if he knew how to do his job but mm-hmm. he did not know so mm-hmm. it was just unlucky i guess but yeah mm-hmm. if you if you care we did not even ended up getting the house because mm-hmm. we just changed our mind and i guess it was a blessing in disguise yeah. at the end of the day well i guess it's just all about learning from your mistakes isn't it and i think it really helps if you talk to um your friends or listening to our podcast i hope that helps as well um to learn from yes. our mistakes and from our experience of house buying so i guess that's it for today hope you have enjoyed listening to us and if you find it useful and if you find it helpful share it with your friends write us some feedback click subscribe and rate us on apple podcast on Spotify. Follow us on our Instagram, TwoPersonPod, and we'll post teasers about our upcoming episodes. And we'll see you on our next episode then. Bye! Bye!